Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslo Show 2.0. It is a Monday, the 28th of August. Good to have you aboard. Presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. 
800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. If you've been involved in any kind of an accident, I take you where you're going to be treated like family, just like I was treated at the very start of Zaslow Show 2.0. Anna Jaron Levine right behind us from the get-go. Title sponsor of everything Zaslow Show 2.0. And they'll get you the money that you deserve if you're dealing with a personal injury. Anna Jarn Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Excited to have you aboard here as we begin another week of Zaslow Show 2.0. I appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Make sure you tell your friends. Make sure you tell your, your, your family. Tell your mother I say hello. Also, got to like, rate, and comment on wherever you're listening to this show. It could be iTunes or Spotify, Google, Amazon. I can't list every place that Zazzle Show 2.0 is available. We'll be sitting here forever as I list all the places. But wherever you are listening, make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. That's great for the algorithm. I don't understand how the algorithm works, but I know that's good for me. It helps me get all the monies. So make sure you do all of that. Appreciate everybody who hung out with us on ESPN Radio this weekend. We did three days. We did... Friday afternoon, did Afternoon Drive, filled in for Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Did Saturday night, ESPN Primetime. And did Sunday, uh, late afternoon, early evening, did Primetime again on Sunday. So, second straight week that we did Primetime, Saturday night, and Sunday, early evening. We also, And last week, three days, Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Canty and Carlin, we filled in. So, thanks everyone who has hung out with us as we, we've been doing... In my first nine days on ESPN Radio, I did seven shows. The only days last week I didn't do shows, I did Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Did not do Wednesday, Thursday. Did Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I'm super appreciative of of the folks at ESPN, obviously thinking that I'm doing a decent enough job and keep giving me work. I'm going to be doing a couple more days this week. And so I'll always give you the heads up. And so anytime that I'm going to be on ESPN Radio, I appreciate you guys coming over. And everyone is so easy to work with. It's really cool. Yesterday I did a show with former NBA veteran Ryan Hollins. Remember, he used to be on ESPN all the time. He's now a Houston Rockets analyst. So did a show with Ryan Hollins there. Did, a, did Canty and Call It on Friday with, with my new friend Mark Zinno. He was excellent. I really enjoyed working with him. And Saturday night, worked with Rob Stats Guerrero again. As he's based up there in Bristol. He does the show actually from the studio there in Connecticut. So, really fun weekend again. I'm really glad that they're giving me the opportunity. And I hope to continue to get more of them. It's been a lot of fun. Here's the funny thing. Now, like I said last week. You know, I was a little bit nervous when I first started doing the shows. It was only over a week ago. I was a little bit nervous because I've never done a national show. Never. And... I've never hosted, uh, I haven't hosted a live sports radio show in almost a year. So it's obviously a much different format than doing Zaslow Show 2.0. I'm in control of everything here. Zaslow Show 2.0, we usually run about an hour or so. And that's a three-hour show, some of them four-hour shows. I'm also working with a partner again. But most, most importantly, what had me nervous a little bit was, I mean, I've never done a national show. So it's not just about am I nervous driving the show, making sure I hit everything I'm supposed to as far as the clock goes, reads, and, 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 you know, trying to be a professional. No, not that stuff. It's, all right, you, you got to do the NFL and you got to do college football. 
and you got to do some baseball. And it's like, all right, I've, I've never done that kind of show where you want to make sure, you know, dude who's listening in one of the flyover states, you, you hit on the teams that he's most interested. You know, stuff like the Cowboys, which was very easy because of all the Trey Lance stuff. But college football, talking about Caleb Williams, USC, other, you know, college football playoff predictions, mixing a little Georgia here, a little bit of Alabama here, uh, it, you know, LSU, when we're talking Heisman candidates, Jane Daniels. So that's the part that I was a little bit nervous with. And the reality of it is, took me just a few days and like, I'm in the saddle, you know? Like, I am right now, and it's funny because I would listen to to Amber Wilson hosting on ESPN Radio every night, of course, uh, uh, Joe and Amber, 7 to 9 p.m. Coming up soon, starting next week, ESPN Radio unveils their new schedule, and she's hosting every night, 7 to 10 p.m., Amber and Ian. So for the very first time, her name is going to be first. Obviously, it deserves it because she's the best out there. But I would listen to her, and it's like, whoa, what a change where, and the same thing goes for Joy Taylor, but what a change where Amber knows so much more about sports than me now, What knows more about, na- you know, from a national perspective, knows so much more than me now, and because she has to be on top of everything when I don't, but honestly, after like three, four days of doing shows on ESPN Radio, and especially this past weekend where we talked a lot of college football, especially on Saturday night. Like, like that. Totally in the mix now. So up to speed. Like, I'm as, I'm as well-versed in what's going on with the NFL right now as a whole and what's going on with college football right now as a whole. I'm as well-versed right now as I've been in years. So... I was nervous about that part, starting to do shows. Like, like is it going to be fake until you make it? You know, I was nervous. And it took just a few shows where it's, all right, totally driving this thing, all good. And yeah, like Saturday and Sunday, I drove the entire show Saturday and Sunday, which the first few shows on ESPN Rio, I was splitting it. Saturday and Sunday drove the whole show. And I mean, listen, you know my style. I've been driving Zaslow's show, whatever iteration of it. Uh, you know, Zaslow and Joy, Zaslow, Roms and Amber, Zaslow and Amber. I, I, I've been driving all those shows for, we're talking 15 plus years. So I think I'm better when I'm in the driver's seat and I got to do that this weekend. <coughs> Excuse me. And I especially think like Saturday night, Friday afternoon, Saturday night, those were probably my two best shows. I felt, re- I felt really good about both. Of them. I especially felt good about Saturday night. So anyway... You can listen nationally whenever I'm on ESPN Radio on SiriusXM Channel 80. You can also listen on the SiriusXM app. No, no, sorry. not Sirius. Yeah, you can, but also on the ESPN app. You can listen there. And locally, I know ESPN, 7, ESPN 106.3 FM in West Palm, our local ESPN affiliate here, I don't know that they carry, you know, like when I was on Canty and Carlin the other day, I, I know Ken Lavica hosts 12 to noon. I think Josh Cohen hosts four to seven, maybe. I don't know if I have those times right. So I don't think they carry that locally. But the weekends, like primetime, when I'm on Saturday night and Sunday early evening, I'm pretty certain ESPN 106.3 West Palm carries all national programming all throughout the weekend. So you can definitely hear me that way as well through ESPN 106.3 FM in West Palm Beach. So anyway, 
That's what I had going on over the weekend. A really busy weekend, but that's obviously a good thing. Also, things are continuing to grow with, with Zaslow Show 2.0. I'll have a little, and that's always front and center. That's always the bread and butter. I'll have a little bit of news on that over the next few days. Plus, we're hoping to add one or two more sponsors. Got them th- some things cooking, and that's good for everybody. All right. So, speaking of sponsors, I do want to mention... It's the beginning of the week, and maybe you're going to want to say, hey, you know, Zaslow, Mondays kind of suck. How can I kick back and relax? Maybe you want to sit around and watch Monday Night Raw tonight. You got to have a beer in that hand, right? Just relax. And you know I'm going to tell you about the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. That, of course, is Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle brand, and it's perfect for us here in South Florida. Johnny Cuba has those European roots, but with a Caribbean soul. It's a refreshing German lager in a can. You can purchase a six-pack right now of Johnny Cuba at your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. Make sure you always drink responsibly. I love when you guys send me photos or even videos of trying a Johnny Cuba for the first time. Then I put it on my Instagram stories. I'm an influencer, so then you become famous. And my man Juan at Johnny Cuba, he loves that. I love seeing you enjoy your beer. And of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. So let's start things off here. We're going to get to... Not really an NFL rundown. Now, you know, once the year gets going, we run down all the NFL games every Monday. We don't quite have that yet because it's still preseason, but there is plenty of NFL news from over the weekend. We're going to get to that. Also, Messi. I mean, what a night Saturday night. But first, we're going to start with your Miami Dolphins, all right? So, the Dolphins over the weekend, 31-18, they lose to Jacksonville. Yet the rookie wide receiver... Who, who had to be carted off a very scary situation with four-plus minutes left in the game. They obviously suspended the remainder of the game. You're not going to keep playing after that. Uh, we already have the blueprint there. Like, and, and that's a good thing. When something like that happens, we suspend the game, especially if it's preseason. So the Dolphins go one and two in the preseason. The good news, the best news, is, is the kid seems to be okay. I think he's in concussion protocol. He, he's released. He flew home with a team official, a team trainer, and, and we're, we're okay there, which is awesome news, obviously. Very, that's a very big deal. So, Dolphins' preseason schedule ends. Tua played a little bit early on. Okay, fine. Nothing to write home about there. Nothing special. I think Tua looks great. I know Tua's going to be great. But we got a couple things we got to get to here. Tomorrow's cutdown day, right? So there's a couple things we got to get to here. First of all, tomorrow is also the deadline for a Jonathan Taylor trade, right? That's like a self-imposed deadline kind of deal, I believe. So are the Dolphins going to wind up pulling the trigger on a Jonathan Taylor move? I don't think that's going to wind up happening. I don't see that happening because this Miami Dolphins front office, they have been very, very... I don't know, cautious, but this Miami Dolphins front office has understood where to spend money, how to spend money, when to spend money. And we saw this with Dalvin Cook, right? The Dolph- It's not the Dolphins didn't want Dalvin Cook. They did want Dalvin Cook. They wanted Dalvin Cook at their price. They wanted Dalvin Cook at the number that they valued him at. And I make this comparison with the Miami Heat where you may not like it when the Miami Heat let P.J. Tucker walk to Philadelphia because the Heat didn't want to give him as, as much money. But the Miami Heat, even if it's going to wind up lessening their team, 
They are not going to overpay players. They value a player at a certain number. They want him back, but at the number they value him at, not the number the player values himself at. The Miami Heat, for instance, they want to pay for future performance, not past performance. And it's very difficult to operate like that because emotions get involved. But the Miami Heat are very good at that. And the Dolphins, I feel recently, have also been very good about that. You don't think the Dolphins wanted Dalvin Cook? Of course the Dolphins wanted Dalvin Cook. But the Dolphins know this is where we value him. This is what we think is future performance is going to look like. We're not paying for past performance. We're paying for what's to come while also taking into account what we already have. So, now you have the Jonathan Taylor situation. Now, this is different from the Dalvin Cook situation in the in in, in the, the sense of not only do you have to come to an agreement with Jonathan Taylor on finances, but you also have to come to an agreement with the Indianapolis Colts on compensation. So, you got to appease both parties in this situation, which makes the Dolphins, who are being responsible, it makes things even more difficult to acquire a player like that. So if a team wants to be irresponsible and just go out and get the player, do whatever it takes to get him, all right, then you could appease both parties. But when you're being responsible, it's hard enough to appease one side, let alone two. You know, it's like, you know, if, if you gamble, and gambling is so good, you should definitely gamble on NFL games. But when you want to play a parlay, for me, it's like, I have a hard enough time winning one bet. You want, you want me to play a parlay? I got to win two bets now? That's like what's going on here with Jonathan Taylor. You got to come to an agreement with the running back, and you also have to come to an agreement with the team. You got to do both, and that's really difficult. So... That's the situation the Dolphins find themselves in there, and it's why I don't believe that you're going to wind up coming up with a deal for Jonathan Taylor before tomorrow. Now, I do think the fact that the Dolphins have had conversations with the Colts, I feel like that means they've probably come to an agreement on parameters with the deal with Jonathan Taylor. And... Don't take for granted Jonathan Taylor is represented by Miami-based and Dolphin fan. His agent is Malki Kawa, who, like I told you last week, he also represents my guy Yuli Diaz, MMA fighter, also his wife, also friendly with WWE superstar Dana Brooke, who is killing it on NXT these days. He's a Miami-based guy. So he represents Jonathan Taylor, and I think that probably helps when it comes to negotiating because not that he's going to do his client wrong, but... He's going to tell us that this is a good spot for you. And he wants to see his client, most likely, play for the Miami Dolphins. I don't think, I don't think, it's, I don't think it's a good use of time to be negotiating with the Colts about compensation if you don't believe you have the parameters of a deal in place with the running back. But the Colts they're probably going to wind up being hard-headed for a couple reasons. Number one, they they value Jonathan Taylor. He is a great running back, and they're not going to just give him away. And the second part is, having Jonathan Taylor on your team only helps Anthony Richardson's development. 
having, now I know Zach Moss and they got the other running back, but Jonathan Taylor is he, he the best top two, at worst top three running back in the entire NFL. And that will help a, a very young and raw Jonathan Taylor come along here. So the Colts are going to drive, they're not going to drive a bargain. It's going to be very difficult to come up with a deal with the Colts. Now, I got to push back a little bit on the whole, the Colts don't value him enough to keep him, but they're going to make you pay in, in draft compensation what they don't value him as. I think that's bullshit because, I, like, I don't think that's true. Yes, they, they don't want to pay him what they are valuing him at in trade compensation, but that doesn't mean that they don't think he's a great player. You can have a great player at a position that you don't value, you as a team don't value, and still want to get back what is comparable to his level of talent. Like, his level of talent is all the way up here, but maybe you feel you can get along at that position without him. Or maybe you're just cheap and you don't want to pay him. So that doesn't mean that that's what every other team would value him at. If you're a cheap franchise or you don't value that position, okay, that's one thing. That doesn't mean that everyone else feels that way. That doesn't mean that his value as a player takes a dip just because you're a cheap owner. Now, I'm not saying Jim Irsay is a cheap owner. I'm just using that as an example. Because when people are saying it's weird that the Colts, they don't value him enough to pay him, but they want you to give them in compensation what they're telling you he's not worth. I don't believe that to be the case at all. He can be worth that in draft compensation, even if you don't want it. Like, maybe you're up against the cap. I don't know what their cap situation is, but maybe you are so far up against the cap that you you decide, you know what, we're not going to be able to afford to pay him what he's worth. Does that now mean that he's not worth that because you can't pay him that because you're up against the salary cap? No, that's stupid. So I've heard that argument made where they, they don't want to pay him what he's worth, but they want you to give them what they're telling you he's not worth. That's stupid. One has nothing to do with the other. So... That's story number one, as far as the Dolphins go, that we're keeping an eye on leading up to cutdown day tomorrow on Tuesday. Story number two with the Dolphins right now. So Zach Sealer signs an extension over the weekend. Great team-friendly deal. And while Zach Sealer is not Christian Wilkins, he's still really good. And I don't know that he's that far off from Christian Wilkins. And I love Christian Wilkins. He has really established himself this past year, especially really the last two years. After his first couple years, it was like, I don't know, is he anything special? Now, he doesn't give you sacks, but he's a great run stopper, and he doesn't necessarily give you a bunch of tackles for loss, but he's a great run stopper, and when you have a big D tackle who is taking up that space on the line, That only opens things up for the linebackers to get into those gaps and either make plays on the running back or even come in and get sacks. So even if it doesn't show up statistically for Christian Wilkins, he's doing things out there that are super valuable. So it's important to remember that. But Zach Sealer gets the contract extension this weekend after the Dolphins apparently are at an impasse with Christian Wilkins. Does one have to do with the other? Well, the Dolphins will tell you that it doesn't. But looking from the outside in, it's very 
difficult not to think it has a little bit to do with it, where they were focused on Christian Wilkins for the last few weeks. They have not been able to come up with a deal. They are seemingly at an impasse, and they decide to pivot and make sure that they have Zach Sealer under control for the next few years, just in case things don't work right with Christian Wilkins, and not let him walk. They're never going to let him walk. It comes down to either trading him now, like trading him this week, which I I wouldn't be stunned if the Dolphins do, because Chris Greer he seems to be a savvy enough general manager. I wouldn't be stunned if they traded him this week, but it would... I wouldn't expect it to happen because this team is all about winning right now. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And even if Christian Wilkins is not under contract after this season, okay, you're still trying to win right now. And while I know the Dolphins' salary cap situation is, is iffy next year now because of the, of the Zach Sealer money, you could still tag Christian Wilkins and trade him after this season. And things especially become dicey because imagine this, they just gave Sealer the money, and they're going to bring in Jonathan T- Like, if they trade for Jonathan Taylor today, and they're giving him a new contract, I would have to imagine Wilkins is gone. Like, not gone this week that they would trade him, but they'll trade him after the season after they tag him. Because not only would you have given Sealer money, not only would you have given Jonathan Taylor money, but you're going to have to give Tua money after this year as well. So, th- that's... Whatever happens with Jonathan Taylor, it's important to keep that in perspective as far as Christian Wilkins and what he could potentially earn or potentially cost. Now, I don't believe they'll trade him this week. I wouldn't be stunned. But they're not going to let him need for nothing. That's for sure. And you have to at least, no matter what the team tells you about Zach Sealer, you're a fan looking from the outside in. It absolutely plays a factor that you pivot off of Wilkins and now start paying attention to Sealer. Now, I put out a poll question today. Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question, right? Today's poll question, you can, go, you can always hit me up on Twitter. I'm not calling it X. You can always hit me up on Twitter, at Zaslow Show. And here's what we got. Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question. Which side do you believe is causing the holdup in getting a deal done? Because there really shouldn't be a holdup. Which side do you believe is causing the holdup in getting a deal done? Your choices are Christian Wilkins or Dolphins front office. And right now, at 51% of the vote, very tight, at 51% of the vote, most of the Zaslow Show 2.0 listeners are blaming Christian Wilkins' side in getting things done. And now look, it's very close, but how about that? If you would have put a question like that just a, two years ago, two, three years ago, but definitely only two years ago, if you would have put a question like that, the results would be overwhelmingly blaming the Dolphins front office. So 
It's close. It's not like fans aren't blaming the Dolphins front office over this. But the fact that it's that close and in favor of Christian Wilkins being at fault shows you how much equity the Dolphins front office has built up over the last couple years with the Dolphins fan base. It's impressive. And I'll be the first one to tell you, I've done a 180 on the Dolphins front office in Crisker. He was the worst a couple years ago. Get the hell out of my city. Don't feel that now. You, and it's not even about being wrong, but you're allowed to, to, to make poor decisions and, and then you can get better at your job. And then you can make great decisions. And that's where I feel that we're at with Chris Greer. Believe it or not, I kind of trust Chris Greer. So you, if we had this conversation a week, two weeks ago, which we have been having this conversation ongoing, this is a no-brainer for the Dolphins to keep Christian Wilkins, to give Christian Wilkins what he's asking for. Unless, unless Christian Wilkins is being unrealistic. Unless he wants, you know... We're asking for double what the last highest paid defensive tackle had just earned. Unless his side is being realistic, there's no reason, unrealistic, there's no reason to believe that the Dolphins front office is going to dick around. And the fact that we've gotten to this point makes me believe something's going on here. And I don't know why the Dolphins front office would be dicking around. So I'm kind of defaulting to... There may be something wrong on Christian Wilkins' side. Because why would the Dolphins not want to bring back, not want to re-sign long-term a no-brainer at defensive tackle? Why would they not, why would they draft him in the first round? He's been worth that first-round pick, and then you don't want to sign him to a second contract. That makes no sense. So I automatically then default to, there must be something fishy going on on Christian Wilkins' side then. Are they being unfair? Are they being unrealistic? Are they not negotiating in good faith? This is a no-brainer for the Dolphins. Their front office has been very good about this kind of stuff. Players that they want to keep, want, want to have kept, and players who are worth the money. Guys who they've wanted to keep, Xavier Howard. You know, players who are worth the money, Tyreek Hill, Bradley Chubb. They've had no issue financially. Guys who they haven't wanted to keep. Mike Gesicki. They don't give that extension to. But they've been negotiating with Wilkins. So the Dolphins' recent track record, when it comes to negotiations, when it comes to money, would tell you they're probably being fair with Christian Wilkins. I don't know about Christian Wilkins' side. So you can go vote Zaslow Show 2.0 poll today. Which side is keeping this deal from being done? Christian Wilkins or Dolphins front office? And I'm led to believe that Wilkins side is the one holding things up. And by the way, I'll never understand why every free agent, and this happens in the NBA too, like it just happened with Jalen Brown and the Celtics, richest contract in NBA history. Why? Just because you're a free agent, you're not the best player ever. You're not the best player in the league. Why should you be the highest paid? I'll never understand why every free agent needs to become the highest paid player at his position. I understand why the union wants it. I understand why the players want it, where the market keeps rising and rising. And that's a great thing for players and a great thing for agents. But I'll never understand why anytime you're a free agent... 
The front office has to make you the highest paid player ever at that position. Are you the best player ever at that position? Are you the best player at that position right now? Is Christian Wilkins the best defensive tackle in the NFL? No. He's one of the better. He's one of the better guys. He's not the best in the league. Why should he be paid the highest? And the fact that the deal hasn't been done, not only does it feel like, yes, he wants to be paid the highest defensive tackle, and I think if you're the Dolphins, you understand that that's the way it goes, even if I think it's ridiculous, but it makes me believe they're asking for so much more than what the last highest paid defensive tackle received. Like, why does Christian Wilkins, and this is not supposed to be a slight against Wilkins because I want the deal to get done. Why does he automatically need to be the highest paid? So I really believe the holdup must be on his end because it makes no sense for the Dolphins, especially considering the Dolphins are all about winning right now. The Dolphins are all about F them picks. If you're a team that's all about F them picks, you can't start skimping on your key players. And if the Dolphins are all about winning right now, I don't think that they would bungle this situation with Christian Wilkins. So I lean toward the side of, yeah, I think Christian Wilkins, maybe he's being a bit unfair. That's the place that I'm at right now. Hopefully this gets done soon. Listen, by the time you're you're listening to today's episode of Zaslow Show 2.0, you may be saying to yourself, Zaslow, you're so stupid. Christian Wilkins and the Dolphins already agreed to a deal. Well, you're listening in the future. I'm in the past. I hope I end up sounding stupid. You know where I never sound stupid? Is when I try to help you guys get the best sleep of your life. So you know I'm about to tell you about Sheets and Giggles. The only place that I shop to get my bedding. SheetsGiggles.com We're talking, I got my comforter, I got my bed, my fitted sheet, I got my blanket, pillowcases... I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. Have you ever slept on a eucalyptus pillow? Have you ever slept on a eucalyptus mattress? All these options and the best sleep of your life is waiting for you when you go to SheetsGiggles.com. Just like the Zaslow family, you're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles and never turning back, never having to worry about where you're going to get your sheets and if you're getting them at great prices. SheetsGiggles.com. Use promo code Zaslow. On your first order, and you'll get 20% off. That's right. Sheets and Giggles, my man Colin, founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, he's given us that naturally softer, cooler, more breathable, more moisture wicking than cotton. That's what I sleep on every night. Oh, my wife, she can't thank me enough. We sleep so good now. I mean, other things happen before the sleep. That helps her sleep also. But you know what I'm talking about. We're talking about sheets and giggles right now. So get the best sleep of your life on the softest sheets ever. Sheetsgiggles.com. So, it's funny because one of the things that I've noticed now that I'm doing shows on ESPN Radio, and the shows aren't going to be as often as they've been. Like I said, over the last nine days, I did seven shows. But what has happened recently is I have to remember when it comes to the national stuff, and there's a bunch of NFL stuff for us to get to here, but when it comes to the national stuff, did I talk about that on Zaslow Show 2.0? Or did I only talk about that on ESPN Radio? I have a hard time remembering I don't want to repeat things that I've talked about here on Zaslow Show 2.0 from one day to the next. So I really got to think about it for a second. Did we talk about Trey Lance 
being traded to the Cowboys on Zaslow Show 2.0 yet? Because I talked about it all weekend on ESPN Radio. And the answer is no, because that took place, <coughs> excuse me, Friday evening once I got off the air on Canty and Carlin, which also means, obviously, from earlier in the day on Zaslow Show 2.0 as well. So while we're not doing a full NFL rundown today with week three of the preseason over with, we do have to hit on a few NFL news and notes. Let's get... Give me my NFL music here. Let's go. And of course, whenever we do do our whenever we do do our NFL rundown on Mondays, it's always brought to us by Brunt Insurance, the only insurance agency I recommend. And that's because I've been getting my homeowner's insurance from Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance now for almost 10 years. Why am I doing that? Well, I'm getting the most comprehensive coverage out there. I don't have to worry if everything is covered. God forbid there's a storm. We know there's a storm coming tomorrow night. Tropical storm could turn into a Category 2 or 3 hurricane. That's going to be on the West Coast. We don't need to get afraid here on the East Coast. East Coast, best coast. But you got to make sure you have the best homeowners coverage. And I get it from Brunt Insurance. I'm also getting the best rate out there. And that's why every year, every summer rolls around, just renew. I know my man Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance. They got me taken care of. So wherever you're calling from, 954-589-2204. You know you're making the right call because the team at Brunt Insurance has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you. And that also includes comprehensive policies on trailers and motorhomes. Now, whatever you're calling from in Florida, they have offices all throughout the state. So you could be calling from all the way up north Pensacola, all the way down south, the Keys and beyond. Brunt Insurance gives you that comprehensive insurance coverage you're looking for. 954-589-2204, bruntinsurance.com. Also, if you're looking for affordable care and coverage on your your car, your motorcycle, your boat, you're making the right call. Brunt Insurance, 954-589-2204, bruntinsurance.com. So, the big news of the weekend, Trey Lance. Trey Lance is traded to the Dallas Cowboys on Friday afternoon. That was a day after we learned that he was third quarterback on the depth chart with San Francisco. Now, we're interested in this down here because the Dolphins were the team on the other end of that deal. It was a heist. It has become one of the all-time great trades in the history of the NFL because of what Chris Greer and the Dolphins got for that number three overall pick, but then what they used those picks for. Three ones and a three for... The number three overall pick, which turned into Trey Lance. The Dolphins used those three ones on Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, Bradley Chubb. Now, to be fair, the 49ers are in the NFC Championship game three of the last four years. They've been in the Super Bowl as well. Dolphins haven't done shit. Gotta point that out. But that was a trade where Chris Greer seemingly called up John Lynch and the 49ers while wearing a ski mask and getting all those picks. I mean, you thought Kevin Costner was impressive in draft day. That was nothing compared to what Chris Greer did that draft when he called up the 49ers and took those picks while wearing a ski mask. So anyway, obviously that's something that we've been keeping track of here because the Dolphins made out like bandits. Let me give you a little bit. Here's Trey Lance, Jerry Jones, telling us what his line of thinking was in trading for Trey Lance. The minute... uh... Uh, that we knew that they were serious about trading him, uh, then we didn't want the phone to hang up. And uh, uh, we did it uh, the equivalent of yesterday. And so uh, 
we uh, felt good about him, about him in the evaluation that we had for him in the draft. We felt good about uh, what we've seen on tape that he's done since he's been in the NFL. And it was one that uh, we just uh, made the decision almost the minute we heard the name. How can he help you this year? Is there, there's a certain packages he can get on the field? Things like that. Uh, well, he, he will come in, and I, I uh, uh, candidly, uh, as far as uh, uh, I don't want to plan on, count on, or wish for help from him this year. Okay, so that's the Cowboys owner and general manager, Jerry Jones. And I, I know he says we were on the phone with them right away. We wouldn't let them off the phone. We wanted Trey Lance. They had him as a second-round talent. They gave up a fourth-round pick for him, so that's a good trade. But... If they actually have to use Trey Lance, this is a major, major problem for Dallas. So the reason that I think the Cowboys made this trade, this is the perfect kind of trade. This is exactly the type of move that Jerry Jones loves, where it doesn't even matter they're not going to use this guy. Number one, everybody's talking about the Cowboys, and you know he loves that. That is his MO. But number two, he gets to have everybody say, yeah, look at that. They got they got Trey Lance, a first-round pick, a first-round talent by everyone's accounts going into that draft, even if the Cowboys said they had him ranked as a second-round uh, second pick. But everyone gets to say, wow, they got him for just a fourth-round pick. Amazing move by Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones gets to hold up his new shiny toy, Trey Lance, say, hey, everybody, look at what I got. And I only had to give up a fourth-round pick. I'm never going to use him. But everybody, look at what I got over here. I got Trey Lance for a fourth-round pick. He's my new shiny toy, even if he doesn't ever use him. That's that's how Jerry Jones operates. That's really what I think this was about. I don't think I don't think Jerry Jones cares if they ever wind up using Trey Lance. I think he likes the idea of everybody talking about it, getting the great value, and being able to show everybody. Man, look at what I pulled off. Because if the Cowboys actually have to use Trey Lance this year, they're in big fucking trouble. Trey Lance is clearly not ready to play. This is one of those instances where you gotta trust the coaches who see him every single day. If they see him every single day and think he can help them win football games... Trey Lance would be the starting quarterback, especially because in San Francisco, Shanahan and Lynch had every reason to give Trey Lance a thousand chances because they're the ones who gave up the farm to acquire him. They took the big gamble to get him. Now, yes, you give them some credit for saying, hey, we were wrong. Let's not be even more wrong. Let's cut bait here and move on, especially because we believe we have a viable option in Brock Purdy. But they do look bad, and they also now, what everybody else thinks until they're proven wrong, made the worst pick and worst trade in the NFL draft history. They had every reason to give him a million opportunities, and they cut the cord after just two seasons, because this third season hasn't even started yet. So, I think Trey Lance, I don't think he's going to get any playing time in Dallas. I'm not even just talking about this year. If Kyle Shanahan, who desperately wanted Trey Lance to work and is an offensive guy, couldn't figure it out with Trey Lance, you think that meatball Mike McCarthy is going to make this thing work? 
So, I don't think it means anything for Dallas. I don't think it means anything positive for Trey Lance. He's still the number three in Dallas. And I don't see Trey Lance getting the right opportunity in Dallas. Not with that coach. And not behind that quarterback. C.J. Stroud. He finished out the preseason this weekend. One of the top rookie quarterbacks. He finished out this weekend with the Houston Texans. I told you. I thought he looked all right against the Dolphins. And I also thought he looked all right in the highlights that I saw. Would they play New Orleans this weekend, I think? I also thought he looked all right in the game was last night, I believe. I thought he looked all right last night, too. D'Amico Ryans, he has named C.J. Stroud the starting quarterback week one as a rookie for the Houston Texans. So all three first-round quarterback picks, Richardson in Indianapolis, Stroud in Houston, Young in Carolina, all of them are week one starters. Also, finally, Aaron Rodgers made his debut Saturday night with the New York Jets. I mean, he, he the first drive they did not score on, second drive they did, and he threw a pass to Garrett Wilson that... Very few quarterbacks can make. That was a touchdown. Everybody's on Aaron Rodgers. Tip over it. Here's the head coach, Robert Sala, on Rodgers' debut. Yeah, it was, I felt like that first drive was going to go score two. Uh, obviously, we got set back on that uh, uh, personal foul. But just just the way he works at the line of scrimmage, um, Garrett, a special football player, obviously he trusts him. And, um, you know, it's just a, it's a start. You know, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean much. We just got to continue working, continue to play football together, and see where it goes. All right, so there you have it. I mean, Rogers' first preseason game in five years. Like I said, everybody's on his tip. It's going to be really funny when the Jets crash and burn, when the offensive line sucks, when Aaron Rodgers' decline starts to show up here this year because it's the Jets, and Jets players are going to jet. They haven't made the postseason in ten years. It's going to end the same way this year for Rodgers in New York, like it did far when he was in New York. Yeah, the super high expectations and Favre, he he fizzled out toward the end of the season and they missed the playoffs. How did they miss the playoffs? The final game of the season. The Dolphins kicked their ass up in East Rutherford. That's right. Same thing's coming. Same thing's coming this year. The Jets will finish third in the AFC East. They will miss the playoffs. I'm on the record. You can hold me to... I'm accountable. And that right there is on the record. When you're on the record, nobody forgets. I am on the record. The Jets, third in the AFCs. Although, if somehow they finish fourth, that still ends up counting that I'm right. Third in the AFCs. They will miss the playoffs. That is on the record. And that right there is a quick little preseason week three NFL rundown. As always, brought to us by Brunt Insurance. Bruntinsurance.com for all of your insurance needs. Now look. The summer's almost over, guys. If you're thinking about getting a new ride, this is the perfect opportunity. And I send you to the only car dealership I personally endorse, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. You can't decide where to go? You're lucky. You walk in the showroom doors at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. You're greeted by a member of their friendly sales team who's going to ask you what you think you're looking for. And they're going to navigate you in the right direction. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru carries the widest inventory of newest Subaru models on the market. That includes the Outback, the Crosstrek, the Forester, the Ascent. Whether you're looking for a spacious Subaru SUV for the family or just a sedan for yourself. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru is sure to have the perfect model for you. You always get more at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Guaranteed most money for your trade and 
lifetime warranty included on all North Fort Lauderdale Subaru vehicles. Shop nflsubaru.com right now. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. The building you know and the place to go. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. So, Saturday night. I'm doing prime time. I'm on from 7 to 10 p.m. on Saturday. And I got the Dolphin game going on. And I also got Inter-Miami going on. And once Tua left the Dolphin game, I switched out of the Dolphin game and I put Inter-Miami on. Now, Inter-Miami, it's their first MLS game since Messi joined the team. They had seven wins in League's Cup. They won that championship. And they had one game, which is a semifinal, in the U.S. Open Cup last week. And they won that. They're in the final, which is going to be on September 27th against Houston Dynamo in Houston. But Saturday night was their first MLS game. They have 12 remaining. They were at the New York Red Bulls. Because of their schedule, last Wednesday, U.S. Open Cup game, Saturday at New York Red Bulls, and then Wednesday, in two days from now, they're at home for Messi's MLS home debut against Nashville SC. So that's three games in eight days. Messi's going to have to rest somewhere. That is a tough schedule. So Messi does not start the game. Near to Sergei Busquets. Neither does Christian Yedlin. None of them are in the game. And the first thing that I'm thinking of, and we don't know if he's going to play at all. And the first thing I'm thinking, and he's played every minute since the first game against Cruz Azul, where he only played in the second half, played 35 minutes in the second half. And I'm thinking, like, man, I know how much those tickets were going for. Matter of fact, I was talking during the commercial breaks on ESPN Primetime to some of the producers who were there. One of them is a a New York Red Bulls fan. I think he's a season ticket holder. And he was saying, like, these tickets are going for, like, 500 bucks to see Messi. And he's not playing. I'd be so pissed off. And you know, though, when Messi's going to get rest, it's going to come on the road. It ain't going to come at home like this Wednesday. Maybe he doesn't play the whole game, but he's playing Wednesday at home. That's for sure. So he's getting the rest on Saturday night at New York Red Bulls. And it sucks for those fans. By the way, ton of Inter-Miami fans. Now, when I say Inter-Miami fans at the game at New York Red Bulls, those are messy fans who bought Inter-Miami gear. Nonetheless, hop right on this bandwagon. I don't give a fuck. Get on board. Let's go. So Inter-Miami is up one nothing at halftime. And, all right, are we going to see him in the second half? And then Messi starts to warm up right at the start of the second half. And it's, you know, and then with about, at about the 60-minute mark, so... Messi is now checking in, along with Sergio Busquets, along with Christian Yedlin. And you know what? That's such a fucking solid move by Messi. Because he knows these people are here to see him. They paid a lot, a lot of money to see him. That is such a solid stand-up move. And it's not like they're down one nothing because they need to win all these games. They're last place in all of MLS. They need to win all these games to get to the postseason. And so it's not like they were down one nothing. Messi needs to get in there and try and lead a comeback. They were up one nothing when he checked in. But he checks in there because those people are there to see him. His team needs him. They need to win all these games. And there's a bigger picture here. He's trying to help grow MLS in this country. Such a solid move by Messi. So he checks in there, and in about the 86th minute, unbelievable. 
the pass he makes, this pass he makes off his left foot, I think it was off the outside of the foot, he was in the box, this pass he makes, the direction he got the ball to go, finding uh, Bena Kromaski, who then gets it right back to Messi for an easy chip in front of the net. Messi gets the goal. The pass was so much more impressive than the goal. Inter-Miami wins 2-0. Unbelievable. He had... Let me tell you something. Messi, good player. Good player. So, Inter-Miami wins 2-0. Not in last place anymore now. So now their record overall is 6-3-14. and 14. They've only won 6 out of 23 games. But now, they have 21 points. 9 teams make the playoffs now this year. The format is a little bit different now where there's a wild card round and there's a best of three the next round. So nine teams out of the 15 in the Eastern Conference make the playoffs. Inter-Miami now no longer in last place. They have 21 points. Ninth place Chicago Fire FC is 11 points ahead of them. So Inter-Miami is 11 back with 11 games to play. Next up, Wednesday night at home against Nashville FC, uh, Nashville SC. Excuse me. So, super exciting. And they're, what are we talking about now? 9-0, right? 9-0 and looking to take on Nashville on Wednesday. And that's a Nashville SC team that they already beat, obviously, in the in, in the League's Cup. They beat them in the final, right? And they're 7th in the East. So, and that was a very tough game. That was one of the hardest games. Obviously, Dallas FC, when they had to come from a two-goal deficit. But that game against Nashville SC, they also came back a two-goal deficit, and this time the game is at Tri-Pig Stadium, where everybody knows, amazing home field advantage. I don't even know that I'm joking, because those games are sold out now, and kind of crazy. I'm looking forward to being there. So there you have it. Alright, you guys know what time it is. Let's get to Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Big Deal or Not a Big Deal, every show, if you're dealing with water, mold, fire damage in your home, is that a big deal? Maybe it's not a big deal. I don't know. Water Cleanup of Florida will let you know. Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And my boys, the Greensteins, with over 60 years of combined experience, their team at Water Cleanup of Florida is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. So when an unexpected damage occurs to your home or your business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. That's where Water Cleanup of Florida enters the enters the equation. They know the impact and stress any of these disasters may call. Hey, with the storm coming on the West Coast tomorrow night, make sure you take down this number, Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. That's 954-900-8635. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So Jimmy Butler, great guy. He's at like a basketball camp, and one of the questions that was asked of him was, who is the toughest player that you ever had to guard? I, I would say that Andy is a friend of mine. Um, whenever I had to play against Dwayne Wade, when I was in Chicago, he was like absolutely the hardest person to guard because he was so fast, he was so strong, so athletic. You, you couldn't touch him because he was a superstar. So D-Wade was tough. Now he's old and washed up. So <laughs> I'm going not a big deal. You guys know that they are very tight friends. That's funny. I dig it, but that is not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. How about the Little League World Series concluding yesterday with a team from the States? California knocks out Curacao in the final. 
It came on a walk-off in the bottom of the sixth inning with the game tied at five. And Carl Ravitch on play-by-play for ESPN, tight announcer jinx. Curacao has not allowed a home run at the World Series. That's a big deal right there. Not the announcer, Jake, from Carl Ravage. Who cares? But that kid, I mean, how proud are the parents? That is such a good son. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So this this uh, uh, Noah Lyles, I guess he's an Olympian. He competes in world track and field. This got the intention. He's an American, uh, American athlete. And, and he, he, he was talking about how he doesn't understand. I don't know why he decided to take a shot at the NBA. The NBA players were commenting all over social media. They didn't like it. Here is this Noah Lyles where he doesn't understand why the NBA champion is called world champion. You know, the thing that hurts me the most is that I have to watch the NBA finals and they have world champion on their head. World champion of what? The United States? Don't get me wrong. I, I love the U.S. At times, <laughs> but that ain't the world. <laughs> that is not the world. We are the world. We have almost every country out here fighting, thriving, putting on their flag to show that they are represented. There ain't no flags in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, I'm going not a big deal because this is so dopey. I, I really don't even know what to say. Listen, number one, I, I don't know why you're busting on NBA players, but number two, when the NBA is the best basketball league in the world, which everybody knows. And then you win the NBA championship in the league that is the best in the world. That makes you world champion. You sound so stupid. All right. So it's not a big deal what he says. And finally, big deal or not a big deal. Last night, actually yesterday afternoon, AEW All-In took place in London's Wembley Stadium with over 81,000 tickets sold It was an all-time record for most tickets sold for a pro wrestling event. That's a big deal. I thought it was a really fun show. Enjoyed the main event. MJF, top Jew, he retains the title against Adam Cole. And they also remain bros. They're still friends. Everybody was super happy. AEW all in. That's a big deal. And that right there, courtesy of Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635, or go to WCUFL.com. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Yes! Big deal or not a big deal? That's how we close every show. I think we got this the week off to a great start. I appreciate everybody hanging out here today. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that stuff. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks to everybody who helped put together today's show. Can't do it without all your hard work. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Go with that.